Hello, welcome back to Two Pals on a Pod, episode 25. This week, we're going to talk about fame and social media. Big topics this week. Uh, are they topics that you are um, fond of? Are you fond of fame? Is that something you ever want to be famous? I simultaneously love and loathe fame. Ooh. I love, I, I think I love fame in terms of adoration and being an idol. I'd be all over that. Would you? Because well, obviously, well, yeah, when I was younger, I wanted to be a footballer. There's nobody that young kids admire and idolise more than footballers, heroes, you know, going out into battle in front of tens of thousands of people every week in front of their adoring fans. That, to me, is fame. What's well, not fame, and I hate to sound like a boomer here, because I am young, so I hate to sound like a boomer. Despite, despite the tash, yeah, still say, young. The tash says otherwise. Still, <laughs> we didn't address it in the last episode, but we will be in this one. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, a lot of people say that's like a pedo touch. I suppose it says I'm into young people more than mm-hmm. anything else. But no, I'm still young. <laughs> but I'm not a fan of fame just for the sake of it. These shows that BBC Three seem to churn out effortlessly that, you know, we spoke about before. Dinner with my ex, you know, that stuff. <laughs> no offence to anybody that's been on those shows. Absolutely vacuous. Not, <laughs> not fame whatsoever. Even reality shows like Towie that's been around for a while. I don't know if people still watch that. Made in Chelsea, you know, the scripted stuff that they try to fool you into thinking is not scripted. For me, those people aren't famous, rightfully or wrongfully. They're just doing a job. Not a fan yeah, of it. it's one of them where it's like, it, for me, it's the whole sort of getting famous for the sake of it. That being the sole aim and the sole reason to do something is never a good idea, in my opinion. Like you see nowadays, like with the TikTok generation that you're a part of and that you're you're, you're deeply entrenched in. Um, I, I think it's that whole sort of striving to get likes for anything or to get followers for anything. I'm saying that as someone who makes YouTube videos. I, I enjoy, you know, if I was in it for purely subscribers or likes, whatever, I just stopped a long time ago, a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> so, you know, I, I enjoy making the videos. I genuinely enjoy the process of doing that and building a community and that kind of thing. But the actual striving of just being famous for the sake of it, I just find it so hollow. Like fame doesn't guarantee wealth, health, happiness, nothing. Like lots of famous people don't actually earn that much money. That's why they do those teeth whitening adverts because they're trying to maintain that certain lifestyle. So they just grab any cash they can. It's not necessarily the lifestyle that it's built up to be on Instagram. Like it really is that as a, as a striving thing to go for. It's just not going to end well. Yeah. I think me as a person, naturally, I put a lot of emphasis on fulfillment. So if what I'm doing is fulfilling, that's where I derive enjoyment out of it. Whereas I think these people genuinely go to work on the set of whatever they're filming day on day out or whatever. And they think, I'm doing this just because I'm getting famous out of it. That, that is the end goal. It's not a happy, it should be a happy byproduct. If you're a footballer playing football, when you're younger, you're playing football because you enjoy it and you might be good at it. You get enjoyment out of that. You're not thinking about the brand endorsements you're going to get from Nike or Adidas when you make it professional or whatever. You're not thinking about that. And I wasn't thinking about that when I used to play football. So that's where I kind of, that's how I view fame, shall we say. It's the same with acting because acting is a skill, isn't it? Yeah. And what yeah, sure. the fame that comes with that it's quite unfortunate, I think, because acting is, you know, it's amazing. And in its purest form, I would say it's theatrical, right? Ooh. And there is a real skill with that and with method acting and things like that. And that's a viable job for me, I would say. Would really? Say it's very you, respectable. You're considering well, I make a good, acting, are you? Oh, I'd say I make a good actor, I think. Yeah, I would. But it's a very respectable skill to have, very difficult to do. And the thing that comes with that, yeah. Is it, is, that, is it difficult to do acting? I, I, I don't think acting's that difficult. I, I might get into it at some point. You never know, but I don't think it's that difficult. 
Were we ever we were ever in the same drama class? I don't think so. Oh, but drama's not acting, know. is it? It's messing oh, it out is. on the by, floor. By definition, it is. You should have seen me uh, playing. A, I think I was playing a Jew or something, and I just remember <laughs> having to get under the under was hide under a, hide under a table while somebody burst into the room we were in with a German accent. So it must have been that absolutely stinks of World War Two. It, it but it's, does, it's a skill. Actually, that's weird, higher, isn't it? Yeah. At the higher end of acting, it's it's a skill, and I'm not talking about Adam Sandler. I suppose he makes people laugh though, That's and I like laugh. making people laugh. He's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. That's what it is. Debatable. I mean, yeah, Grown Ups one was better than Grown Ups two, but go on. <laughs> I haven't even seen Grown. I'd never bother with the sequels. Never bother with the sequels unless it's Shrek. I mean, it's Shrek two. But Shrek <laughs> made an one. exception for that, that children's film. 100%. I've seen it about ten. Seen it about ten times. It just makes me happy. They get married in it as well. Shrek two. So it's the best one. It's the little things <laughs> in life. But, Acting, proper skill, respectable, not just fame for the sake of it. Reality TV, I don't want to shit on these people and influencers. No, go for but it. If, I don't, I don't follow influencers. Don't follow influencers on, on Instagram anyway. So I don't really see what they're doing. I mean, there was that period of time in lockdown where they're all jetting off to Dubai and everybody's fuming and foaming at the mouths of that or whatever. But I didn't see any of that because I'm not exposed to any of that. And I don't really follow anybody that shares their stuff or whatever and these giveaways and whatnot yeah it's, it's all it's all pointless all that i don't get why anybody would follow like kylie jenner kim kardashian it's no nonsense no nonsense they don't care about you they view you as a customer job done the end finished mm. you're a customer to them why would you care about what's going on there live anyway it's all artificial all nonsense absolutely nonsense the thing i don't understand going back to the, the point i made about tiktok the tiktok generation and people doing things for likes and views and stuff i was on tiktok the other day because the like the video that opens when they they open a, a video when you open the app. Like that's the first thing you see in yeah. the video. And it was some guys like in a supermarket. One of them fell over with like a carton of milk, pretended to fall over. And then like a few guys came and ran, ran sort of across the milk and sort of slipped over on the milk. That kind of thing, like doing things out in public like that, when it's around other people and like causing a bit of like hassle to other people, they're not clearing that milk up, are they? They're going to get someone else. No. So they're going to leave that and someone else has to clear it up. That's where I'm like that. I don't, I could never do that where you're sort yeah, of involving on, like other people and that kind of thing. I went on there the other day for the first time in a while. And when I say a while, I mean the first time in a few days, because for me, I'm you know, every day. <laughs> so it's over a while. It's about a week, a week detox. And the first thing I see going on there, and I think it surfaced on Twitter as well. So you might have seen it on there as well is this guy had been rejected from a job at Disneyland or some theme park or whatever. And in the middle of the day, they put on these performances and people dress up as Disney characters or whatever, and they're doing this dance routine and a dance troupe or whatever. And he'd been rejected. And the case, it was his TikTok and his, his, his uh, caption was, when you get rejected from a, a job at Disneyland, show them that you can do it better or something. So there's this crowd of about 100 people watching like Mickey Mouse dancing with Minnie or whatever. And afterwards, they all start clapping. And then he does like four or five consecutive backflips across, like in front of everybody, just out of nowhere. And I think, well, I think one of the comments was like, people that have no shame are the scariest type of people because he's literally just made an arsehole out of himself. But it's got like 200, it had like 200,000 likes or something. It's all, it's all for likes. Like the people do things now thinking, oh, I could upload this to TikTok. This will do well on TikTok. Like when their yeah. pet that, dies or something and they film themselves crying. Uh, the pet's just died. Quick, set the camera up. Which song am I going <laughs> to? Olivia Rodrigo, good. Because you didn't mean what you wrote in that song. And they're crying with like tears down the road. Like that. It's like, come on, yeah. get a grip. Get a grip. It's all a bit crass, isn't it? I think, but like that. But even then, like that is not fame, and like he will have that viral kind of 
TikTok or whatever. And then that's probably going to be it. It's not a sustainable kind of thing. And you see these people come along every now and again, don't you, who blow up. And then as soon as they're as fast as they blow up, they, as the kids would say, fall off. And every comment underneath their TikTok or whatever is saying, oh, you've fallen off or whatever. Because you can't sustain, the novelty wears off very fast these days. I don't know why. Because you've got entertainers out there that have carved out careers for 20 years, 30 years, Anton Deck or whatever, old style kind of stuff. But these days, people come along churning out content and as quickly as they get popular, which is very fast, which is the nature of this stuff, they fall off. And then suddenly it becomes trendy to dislike them. And I think that's because these days it's far easier to define yourselves to define yourself as a person by the things that you dislike rather than things that you actively like if that makes sense yeah i mean there's a few there's a few things there. like first of all that whole sort of like falling off thing i mean it's really difficult because it's a lot of a lot of the time it's young people that find some success a video goes viral on social media and they get this huge hype around them but because social media is sort of cyclical and things change very very quickly then like a past, you know, a few days or a few weeks or a few months can go by and obviously the hype's all, all fallen down and you can either like continue to try and pursue that and like make something of that moment or it can just sort of like fall off a cliff and like there's nothing wrong with it falling off a cliff, it's not ideal but like sometimes things are just um, like a viral moment like for example that yodeling kid for example like that realistically, was he going to go have a career in music? Like, he's probably no. doing music still, don't get me wrong. I, I think I actually saw him working in a bakery or something on TikTok recently. Anyway, um, like he's probably <laughs> going to still, so still going to be releasing songs and doing that kind of thing. But it yeah. was never going to be like, the, he was never going to be like the next Justin Bieber or anything like that. No. He was doing yodeling in a supermarket. Like, it's funny. Like, it's cool. Like, it was nice, good video, whatever. Never really going to turn it into something beyond that. Fair play to people like Lil Nas X or whatever. He had a viral song. Is that, is that <laughs> Sounds, his name? I've never heard something sound so natural come out of your mouth. Thank you. Lil Nas X. I'm down with it. It's, like, it's like sitting down with my, my granddad or something. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> like, dinner, he thinks he's heard uh, Old Town Road or something. Like, <laughs> Lil Nas X on the radio. But like he, <laughs> he, had a, he had a song that went viral, didn't he? But he's turned yeah. it into something. Like He's actually sustained that. But with social yeah. media being the way it is, you it's so difficult to do that that most people end up just on that sort of trend of yeah they blew up and then they fall off yeah. the edge of a cliff again. That becoming a trend as well to sort of jump on those people. I wish the young people, I hope those young people have the right people around them to make sure that they can get through that as well because that is difficult, particularly if you put a large amount of emphasis on followers, on likes, on views, that kind of thing, and you attach it to your self worth. That can really like wreck a young person yeah and that's what people do these days isn't it because that is the met when they think like oh, i've got this successful tiktok account or whatever the metrics that they're using to to determine that success are likes and followers and engagement and if you want to pursue that as a like a, a viable kind of career option then you need to be sustaining that for a while and i don't think i think tiktok is good for a lot of things it has to be said you know it's very very entertaining for me as somebody that just uses the app but in terms of the the effects that it has on people's attention spans and, and the like or whatever it's probably very very detrimental a bit like twitter you know if we're talking about social media this week as well twitter's probably the social media app that i use the most if not definitely top three but don't you feel that everybody on there seems to attach so much self-worth and value to their opinion just because they have this platform and, you know, it makes absolute nobodies think that they have this kind of valid kind of viewpoint just because they can put something out there into the ether and it gets 
a few likes or whatever. And that, it makes everybody think that their opinion is valid. When you see experts tweeting and then people responding underneath, you know, I mean, not to take sides, but the whole vaccine, the kind of debate, you know, that raged probably this time last year or whatever, and probably has been ever since. When you see experts out there with their credentials in their bio, which I also think is wrong. Like if you're a doctor, you don't need doctor in your name on Twitter, really, do you? It's just grandstanding. Not a fan of that. But people underneath it with people underneath it with no kind of credentials at all, usually under anonymous accounts or ex-retired footballers that seem to think that they're now experts in in immunity and, and whatnot. Everything or whatever. Everything, not just it's, immunity. Everything. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's hilarious, isn't it, though, to think that they sat there thinking just because I have access to this account and I have a way of getting in touch with this expert, my opinion is on exactly the same ground as theirs. And it looks so ridiculous when you view it side by side, you view the tweet and then the reply, because who are you to say to correct the record with somebody like, yeah, the whole, whole Twitter thing is like such a, it's a strange platform. Like it really is because everyone's sort of like kind of on a level playing field a little bit. Like obviously it's based on followers and that kind of thing, but everyone can sort of tweet at each other and provided it gets seen like you are sort of having a conversation with someone or interacting with somebody so it's kind of like a level playing field I guess other than the verified ticks and that kind of thing but it is unusual like you do get a lot of strange people on there yeah it's weird I feel like and I I looked because I was (laughs) how's this for fame I was searching my own name on Twitter the other day oh god just to see people talking about me uh they're not long story short they're not they're not. Uh, they're not. They're not talking about me, which is, is a shame. But this it did have the kind of added, time. like, <laughs> it did have the added side effect of meaning that I stumbled across my old Twitter account. And it's very, very telling because it was from I think it was set up in like 2009, and in my stupor as a 10 year old or whatever, I must have forgotten the password. But looking back at that Twitter, what I was tweeting about and who I was following very telling because that for me is what Twitter was, and it showed me how far we strayed from that now because there was me tweeting about my football manager save with Southampton. And then I said, one of the tweets was like, mm, uh, just devouring a Greg's char-grilled chicken oval bite sandwich or something. Like people like me should be tweeting about those banal things. And I used that back then, I would say. I was following like Stephen Fry and people like that. People like him should be using that to tweet about what they're having for breakfast like they used to. Not about taking these political stances and things like that. That that is ultimate. Twitter has become so politicized these days. I'm I find myself unfollowing people, celebrities, because you follow celebrities to see what they're up to. Musicians are on tour. I'm going to see yeah, where are they are performing in that or going on a world tour or whatever, or releasing a new album. Perfect. You want to see that you want to like it because you know, for better or for worse, like it's nice if you like that and other people see that you've liked it, then they know that you like the artist or whatever. That's nice. I think you know it's kind of like yeah, I like this artist too type thing. You know that's really nice. But I don't want to see people taking stances on this, that, and the other with these ridiculous hashtags and whatnot. Like, I think it's 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 so bizarre as a platform now as Twitter. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean the whole sort of social media thing, like Instagram as well. I remember Molly May once trended because she didn't speak about Israel and Palestine, uh, so her fans were not happy. She didn't do a post about it on her Instagram story, and so she was yeah. trending on Twitter for that. <laughs> like stuff like yeah. that as well. Like the whole sort of oh, this person hasn't spoke about this yet. Like people's celebrities' names trending because they haven't spoke about this latest thing that's been spoken about and stuff yes. like that. And oh, Because then you end up with people just speak about things for the sake of it. Like, I don't know yeah. if I want Molly May's opinion on Israel and Palestine. She's from Love Island. No. Like, is that a specialist subject? If she was a mastermind, would she go on there and do Israel and Palestine <laughs> as the topic? Probably not. Keep it shut then. 
That's my rule. Imagine if she did, though, the scenes if she was like the government of Benjamin Netanyahu, 1997 to 2005, is my specialist. <laughs> that would be great. She would, she would trend then and she would trend for good reason. Sure. But it's the same, you know, with what people are having with Molly May or whatever, whenever she was trending. With your friends, like if you're on Instagram and when it comes to infographics, because that's what people wanted from her, they wanted her to put something on a story about some ongoing conflict or whatever. I love skipping through them. Great with those, yeah, exactly. That's what you do, isn't it? With those infographics that even your friends and people that you know that put on Instagram or whatever, it's just a bit much. And I think that social media, it speaks to the fact that social media gives people a heightened sense of self-importance. And it seems to me that some people channel it that way and think, oh, I'm so self-important. What I'm going to do is put this on my story, raise awareness, because my peers are going to see this and look at it and read it. How many people, I'd love to see the engagement statistics for when one of your friends, think of any random friend that's ever done that, has put something on their story about this conflict or that conflict. How many people are actually looking at that and going, I didn't know about that before, and now I do? But also, it's because social media is now so entrenched, it's now become almost like a digital version of us, like attached to our identity. So that's now people going, I'm a good person, because look, I'm posting about this. And so that now, you should view me like this, because I'm talking about these subjects as well. And so it's, it's become like a really... Yeah, it's a really strange one because, you know, if you want to talk about those those sort of subjects, that's fair enough. But it does get to a point where you do wonder, are some people doing it because everyone else is doing it or because they yeah, want to do well, it and they want to have that conversation? Exactly. And I don't, I don't want to be one of those people that say like virtue, virtue signaling and it's just oh, that. I and never the other, do that. You're not, but you're, these people, my friends, my friends, you know, and to be fair, I don't think that I just, it's not. Name and I'm shame, go on. My, I'm not having to get any of my closest friends, but when it comes to international <laughs> international conflict, it's like that. I know for a fact that these people don't care about what's going on in Peru, what's going on in Peru this week, and then what's going on I in do. Ethiopia this week. I doubt they're even reading these things themselves. Like, and it's it's good to care. It really is. But it's good to put that into action in another way, which is not necessarily oh, I am raising awareness, but actually making a, a tangible difference by giving a bit of money here, there and everywhere. And that's one of the good things to come out of this Ukraine conflict, I think, is that a lot of people are putting their words into action. My mum's donated and there was, a, there was some kind of concert for Ukraine or whatever, donated, whatever, lovely stuff. Yeah. Like that's People really care about that. I like that. And they're and- showing that they care by doing more than just sharing images on Facebook and Instagram. And so right now you're going to donate, what, £100 to the Ukraine? In crisis i've i've already donated oh uh, i'm donating our set of 25 podcasts to the ukrainian people we got any listeners from proceeds that? maybe oh. maybe not any listeners from that I don't one or two one or two yeah what well, this is our gift to them is this entertainment yeah which is a form Go through of... the back catalog try maybe yeah, exactly. the madeline mccann one try that one lighten the mood a bit maybe oh, next week we can we can delve into the russia ukraine conflict because we've done oh. prince andrew We've done Madeleine McCann, but now I think what the world really needs to hear is our expert opinions on geopolitics and Eastern Exactly, Europe. exactly. And we've, we've always got the definitive opinion on things. So, you know, that, that will be fact as well by, by us doing that, which would be good of us. Yeah, well, well, Prince Andrew is a nonce. Madeleine McCann is dead. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <sorted>. <laughs> to, <laughs> to circle back to where, where we started before, because I don't think we actually got to, to a point where we got a conclusive answer from you. Do, yeah. you, do you want to be famous? Would you be famous? Because I think I think you'd love the idea of people spotting you in the street, going, "Oh, that's Toby," or asking for a picture, <laughs> looking at yeah. you. I think you'd love that, wouldn't you? Go on. Yeah, I do. I'd, I'd love the idea of walking through an airport and you know needing to wear like those big kind of shades, big dark oh, shades God. or whatever. Yeah, that would be quite. But it's easy for me to say, sit here and say that now, as opposed to when I've got paparazzi following me around in my every move. You know, when I'm 
leaving my house at half past 11 at night for a sneaky link up or something. And I'm getting packed here, there and everywhere. Maybe I would like that actually. And then everybody would know that I'm a shagger. So yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, I can't, can't think of a bad side to that. But what I wouldn't want is to be famous for no reason. Mm. Yeah, I see. I, I think you, you definitely would want to be famous, but you'd have to, it'd have to be for a reason, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the whole paparazzi thing, though, that's, that's just why I, I couldn't deal with. And the thing is, some people, some famous people encourage it. They have to encourage the press. Mm. Otherwise, they're not getting attention. Therefore, they're not, quote unquote, relevant. And so therefore, they don't start getting jobs and they, then they lose their income. So actually, some people who do things that aren't like, uh, they aren't actually a skill or anything like that, maybe the reality TV, then they actually have to encourage the press. And that just yeah. ends up ending really badly. Like, I don't know why anybody would want to have OK Magazine at the wedding. Like, I don't know <laughs> why. That's not romantic, is it? Oh, oh, we're just doing a piece for OK Magazine. We'll pay for the wedding for you. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. You've also got to do Kerry, a, a five-page spread. Kerry Katona springs to mind, actually. Do you know who she is? She's like, so she's in some <laughs> girl group in the early noughties. I don't or know something. that. And unless I'm getting her confused with somebody, she was addicted to cocaine, which, you know, is fair enough. Okay. It's, oh. a, it's a substance, isn't it? It's addicted Each to the round. Exactly. <laughs> but I think she was that addicted to it. I think she like corroded the bridge of her nose. But anytime I'm in Tesco's and I see OK magazine, She's on the front of it. So her PR people must be working overtime to keep her relevant because now she's 40s, 50s or whatever, not churning out any music now. The only thing that people are, seem to be interested in in her life is who she's dating or who she's married to or how the kids are doing and things like that. Can you imagine her being one of those people? Let's hold a mirror up to it. One of those people that actively does care about who's dating who, who's cheating on who, who's got kids with who. Why do normal people care about, about that? Like, yeah, that's I, I stumbled across The other day on Twitter... A Stan account for Anton Deck. Oh, how cute do they look here and things like that. And a throwback, throwback picture to PJ and Duncan, which is a reference for the kids. So you're <laughs> running that account. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not. It's uh, <laughs> I've got joint custody over of it. Yeah, I love Ant and my friend is Deck. Everybody's got a favourite. But no, I stumbled across it completely by chance the other day. And Stephen Mulhern's got them out there as well and things like that. I mean, yeah. Make sure you tune in for in for a penny at 9 p.m. on ITV this Saturday and, and things like that. What, what are our you doing friends, with... our viewers from Saudi Arabia will love that reference. They will love that <laughs> reference. Our downloads from there and the Maldives. Sure, our viewers from uh, Saudi Arabia love uh, every reference on this on yeah. this podcast. Stephen they, they, reference. They lo- I bet they love hearing about my sex life. Uh, but no, but I, to be fair, I hold my hands up though. When I was 12, 13, I ran an account like that for somebody that was on a reality show called Desperate Scousewives, and I was obsessed with that as a show. And you know, like that TV anyway is kind of scraping the barrel. So like the only way is Essex, made in Chelsea, the Real Housewives of Cheshire, and then, you know, the American equivalent. Like those are really scraping the barrel, but those shows all get like six or seven or eight seasons because even though we don't think they're good, they attract enough people in. I was obsessed with this Desperate Scousewife show that was that shit. It was on Channel 4. It only got one season and then it got canned. Imagine Wait, a reality show so being that shit. Was it a particular character, a particular person that you were interested in? What? Yeah, yeah, just the one, just the one guy. One that was name? It's called Sean Clancy or something. He was like a part-time footballer who was like the cousin of the main character who was this blonde scouse girl baked tan and she had the scouse brow which is like a thick kind of eyebrow which is interesting because fans of eyebrows will know that thin eyebrows are in there but anyway uh she had the scouse brow going and he's really and he only really appeared in like 
two or three episodes by chance. But what I would do is I'd screen cap that and be like, OMG or whatever. Guess who's looking fit in this picture? <laughs> it's I mean, all, it's our time. I, I would time. never... I would never do a fan account. I don't think. I don't think. I've, I don't think I've got to that point. I think I maybe have considered one for a video or something, but not actually to do one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The idea of going on like a reality TV show in general, just I, I don't think. Maybe like um, the jungle, like that one would be an interesting experience. I think, but I, I think what I wouldn't like is the bit afterwards where you got to do all the interviews and that sort of stuff. Oh, Ed, you've won. Oh, God. Give us some <laughs> interviews and all that. You know, that's the bit I wouldn't like. It's all that afterwards. You've got to go on Good Morning Britain and do the rounds. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's wrong with that. I do like, you know, we come here every week and we talk about ourselves and our experiences, or at least I do anyway. I don't know. I don't listen to anything you say. That's the no. thing. Um, but yeah, well, I've had this discussion before with people, though, maybe sat around at uni with a bit too much spare time on our hands for once. And we had the discussion, like, if we were in the Big Brother house, which one of us would make it the furthest? Which has basically been like, if we're in the Big Brother house, which one of us has the best personality that the public would love the most or whatever? So you said That's you. One of those conversations, yeah. Well, I didn't though, because I know to make it far in the house, I would need to portray modesty. So even though I think that I would never say it out loud because I need to make it, I can't have people nominated me week one. Um, but I think I do quite well in that. And I think I thrive in that environment. And it really is, obviously Big Brother gets its name from like a CCTV, Big Brother's watching you. I quite like that idea for a for a short amount of time, for about two weeks to a month or whatever, being in there and having your best bits on there, whatever, doing challenges or whatever. I think that'd be fun. I can't imagine a scenario in which I'd say no to that. But once again, it's not for fame because nobody that's been on there, the non-celebrity version, has really got famous out of that. So not for fame. It's just for, want, it's yeah. a bit of fun, a social experiment. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not not sure. I'm not sure I'd, I'd want to go on, on Big Brother, to be honest. I think I'd make an exception for the jungle. I'd make an exception for that. Um, I've, I, I, it's weird because I've never wanted to be famous. Like, I've never wanted that as the pursuit or, or thing to aim for. But mm. I'm also well aware that I'm in a job or trying to be in a job where the whole sort of point of it is you build up a subscriber base, which is almost seen as your popularity kind of thing. And in order to do it for a living, you have to have a certain level of notoriety to bring in enough viewers to be able to bring in enough ad revenue to be able to do it for a living. So it's this yeah. weird sort of catch-22 where I'm not aiming for it, but I'm also kind of on the path where you sort of have to have a little bit of it in order to do it for a job. And I've sort of had those experiences like maybe a dozen or so times where people in nightclubs have said, oh, I've seen your videos or asked for a picture and that kind of thing. And that is, it's a strange experience. It's, it's an how many, unusual one. How many people have asked for a picture? Uh, two right. people, I think. Two That's people. really impressive, though, to have that kind of level of recognisability. In and in was it like in a club or something like that? Yeah, one, one was at that Clash of Creators and the other was actually the next day. I'd never had anyone ask for a picture and, the other, and it was two yeah. in two days. And one was at a nightclub there after it. Strange. But how did you how did you respond to that? Did it boost your ego? Was it a vindication of what you've been doing? Did you like it? Or were you like this as a bit of a chore? Because obviously, like for fans of football, Roy Keane always says no, doesn't he? Famously to you see that interview with him where he's like, if anybody comes up and asks me for a picture, it's a no. Yeah. Like, he's famous, but he's famous for playing football. And he's very much at that end of the spectrum where it's kind of like, I do this for a job. The fame that comes out of it, I don't like. It's not what I'm striving for, it's not what I get gratification from or whatever so i'm not asked about it and he, he's probably you know to the extent that he's rude or whatever about it did you enjoy that you know obviously not probably not roy Keane because you agreed to take the pictures no. with them yeah but... i mean i i like meeting people and i like it's, it's nice when people come up to it and everyone's been so nice that it's not sort of 
Um, it doesn't feel like an awkward situation or a bad situation. I don't go away from thinking, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm the best. Do you know what I mean, I don't come away from thinking that. For me, it's more just that was nice. That was nice meeting somebody, but having somebody like be sort of happy to see you and ask for a picture is nice thing. And obviously, a lot of it's down to alcohol. You know, had a few drinks, a bit jolly. Oh, Ed, I've seen your video. Oh, can I get a picture? That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an unusual situation. It is like because, I mean. It's happened, I've, I think I've only been on like a few nights out this year, but I think it's probably happened twice on maybe the three nights out I've been on now. So like it's happened more frequently than what I was used to. What, this year? Not this year, it was in, in the last year. I've probably only been on like I was three say, nights. Well, it wasn't the time you got egged, was it? You know, no, no. Your, video, your no. videos aren't that shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> that just yeah. dead bloke, isn't it? Let's lob an egg at him. Let's, like, let's discourage him from making any more content. There are there's some weird experiences like, you know, I, I had someone come up to me in, in fact, no, there was sat, it was in Mackey's after a night out and I heard somebody go, um, Game Face, which was my channel name for those who don't know back in the day. And I was like, I turned around and I saw like, there was a group of lads behind, there's like three of them, I think. And I was a bit like, am I hearing things? Is this the point I've got to now where I'm, I'm hearing my channel name in Mackey's at like four There's in the morning? Yeah, it's just, it's just the ego like got off the off the charts now. Anyway, so I turn back around, and uh, then I hear someone go a little bit louder. Game face. I don't think you're right. Play game of bogeys, isn't it? Game <laughs> of bogeys. Seeing who can get louder and louder yeah. before you turn around. And I, I was like, right, I definitely heard something then. I turned around and I saw someone like make a little bit of eye contact, but they sort of had the head down. I thought, oh, maybe it's someone I went to school with or something, just having a laugh. So I turned back around, and anyway, then next bit the guy comes up to me with his phone out with one of my videos on and says, um, excuse me, mate, is this you? Pointing to me like in the top right-hand <laughs> corner back when I made FIFA videos. Is this you? And I was like, yeah, that's that's me. And I'm there with my McFlurry. My, what was it? <laughs> Oreo McFlurry, something like that. And uh, we just had a nice little chat, but it's, it's sort of weird moments like that. But it's again, yeah. it was nice to meet him. I had a little chat and spoke to his mates and that kind of stuff. But it is sort of strange because you, you don't really go on nights out thinking, Oh, let's, no. let's, you know, I'm going to meet some people who watch my videos. It's just, it's a bit strange. I mean, it's, it's not what you want, is it? When you, you're tucking into a McFlurry and you've got a bird <laughs> on one arm and a bird on the other. And well, you're naturally. having to explain the fact that you do have a YouTube channel. So then if you haven't shoe on that into conversation already. It's interesting though, because it's not fame by a long shot. But if you're talking about like the recognizability factor, like where I go you to uni, obviously very quite a small kind of place where everybody kind of knows everybody or whatever. And this is not fame by a long shot, but the most disconcerting, this is a PSA for everybody out there. The most disconcerting start to a conversation you could have with somebody you don't know is going up to them and going, oh, you're, and then their full name, aren't you? Oh, you're X, aren't you? You're Y, aren't you? And Zed. I'm stood there and, it, you know, and I've done this to people before as well. And they've had no idea who I am. I'm not saying I'm a B-knock or, you know, big name on campus or anything like that, but <laughs> it happens. And you, you stand there and you think you're going through like Rolodex in your head. Another reference with the kids. I think it was from like the eighties or something. <laughs> I, I don't know Rolodex, A database. A database. Like you're doing the talking. Yeah. <laughs> you're going through there. You're like, who the fuck could this be? What do they know about me? What they heard about me? Like, where's this conversation going to go from here? It's the most, it puts you on edge. And, you know, it just transpires that somebody's put a picture of you and them on their Instagram story and tagged you in it. And that person happens to follow the person that put the Instagram story on. They've seen it or whatever. It's not fame, but it's very, very weird. Very weird. It's Especially strange. if you don't know how they know you and you're connecting the dots. And you're like, yeah, I've also got down here that I wanted to speak about. Have you ever hung around any famous people? Because I know that being <laughs> a clash of creators, 
like that was my first time sort of with around people who had a big following and that sort mm. of were well known and you know and it was that that was my first time really sort of mingling with people that are sort of well known in that sense and what I began to realize is actually they're just like everyone else and I sort of knew that going into it anyway, but you sort of really begin to realise that, oh, wow, this person is just like a normal person who's done something that's gone really, really well for them. And you realise that they're just as insecure as everyone else. Like they're yeah. just, if not more so. And also, it's unbelievable yeah. how like you just sort of, when that wall was just knocked down completely, even though it was, to be honest with you, I, I, I kind of view everyone like that anyway. But when you get to then meet people properly and that wall gets knocked down completely, you start seeing things very differently. And you start being like, oh, actually, no, these are all just like exactly the same as everyone else. They've just achieved something and people know them for it. Uh, have you ever had that sort of experience, maybe being around any famous people or anything like that, or well-known people? No, I, I haven't. And I, I tend to stay away from kind of hero worship of celebrities and yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, I do. Like, I've got celebrities that I like, but I never put them on a, a, a pedestal or whatever. But I follow accounts on Twitter that maybe do. And it's, know, there was a picture of like Taylor Swift eating a banana. And you know, somebody was like, could caption like in capital letters, like, OMG, she eats bananas like the rest of us. And I'm kind of thinking, not for one moment was I dragged in with that thinking, oh my God, she eats bananas. So I'm never really kind of like putting people on a pedestal so much that I idolize that I'm like, they're not like the, the rest of us. Like for better or for worse, think about this. Taylor Swift has a shit every day. She does. It's normal. She loves farting. She loves it. She loves taking a dump and she farts <laughs> in front of a partner. Probably sits around and sniffs it. And, you know, she's in bed with the partner, probably cheeky Dutch oven. That's where you fart under the duvet, isn't it? And then shove their head underneath. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Dutch, Dutch oven. It's called. Get on Urban Dictionary. Now we know what you, now, now we know you get up to in your spare time. And <laughs> I've, I've never heard of that as a Dutch. I don't know the Dutch. Yeah. But it's it's very easy to put these people on pedestals because that's what people do, and because they are exceptionally talented, especially in the case of Miss Taylor Swift, that you kind of think that they they kind of so far removed from this this kind of these kind of routine things. But no, I mean it, it must be very interesting being around that set of people because I think you have people as well that maybe let themselves get dragged into it a bit too much. Because I've heard stories from various people that work as like they call like runners in the TV mm -hmm. kind of yeah. business or whatever. Who that's it's their job to get things for famous people on sets or whatever. Uh, and fixers. Yes. <laughs> and fixers as well. Children. Who fixes. Is it fixers or riders? Something like that. Riders in a contract. It's kind of like mm -hmm. James Corden's like, I want a dressing room and it has to have a fruit bowl in the middle of it. And they must be three bananas, five peaches and two plums. He loves um, his fruit, James Corden. Which is not surprising. Uh, no. <laughs> he gets his 10 a day. No comment. But apparently I've heard he is very bad to work with. And so is Will I Am. Can't remember where I heard that actually. It could just be bullshit. But uh you just very hard to work with. I just heard it. Just heard it. Just so heard somewhere. It. Somewhere. Somewhere I've heard that stuff. But I mean that's the sort of like they let themselves get caught up in it. Like buy your own plums, James. You know, <laughs> things like that. Buy I can imagine plums. having having somebody follow me around all the time doing stuff for me is not really well my mum besides my mum uh i couldn't imagine couldn't imagine having that it's a very weird kind of existence to lead isn't it having a driver not fun oh not fun i mean you get an ubers all the time though, don't you that's a driver well, i mean i've got a five-star passenger rating but besides besides the point that's one day surprising. i will eventually learn how to drive <laughs> yeah i mean the whole celebrity lifestyle thing i don't know i just think when it, when it gets to the point where people are idolizing it and sort of 
putting it on like a pedestal of, oh, I really want to be famous, just for like the yeah. sake of being famous, it's never going to end well. Like it's just never going to end well. Like people, again, people just doing things for the sake of it. Like for example, have you heard of a guy called um, Nicocardo Avocado? Have you heard of him? No, I can't say I've heard okay. of him. Okay, he for a living. His job is eating stuff, okay? He is eating himself to death, <laughs> okay? And he's just, like, having massive bowls of, like, noodles or stuff, like blue, bright blue noodles. And he's eating himself to death, essentially. Now, my issue with this is he's obviously you know, eating himself to death. Fair enough, if that's what you want to do, do it, go for it. But he's quite clearly doing it for sort of views, because he's getting a lot of attention. He's getting a lot of people watching him slowly eat himself to death. <laughs> and the things that people are prepared to do just for a, like a bit of social media notoriety. Yeah. I mean, it's like there'll, there'll come a time where someone on TikTok or on Twitter, wherever, will shoot somebody in the face and their audience will go, that was brilliant. They deserved it. Oh God, you you good there. Because that's <laughs> what that's what happens. People just they find they create these weird sort of audiences that watch these ridiculous things and make a living from it. And everyone applauds them for it. Like these little communities of people. It's it's the whole thing is just messed up. It must be nice though. I'm sure it cheers you when you get a comment underneath a video or whatever saying, you know, this is great work, Ed, or whatever. It must be nice, it must be a nice feeling. But maybe that's not the reason why you're doing it, though. Maybe you're doing it for other reasons and you actually enjoy churning out the the content churning um, for the nice churning word, out, isn't it? Just churning churn out regularly. Out. Just any old nonsense out. <laughs> churning out regularly, non-stop. But I do feel like if I was one of those content creators, I would have to actually like believe in the the content and like the integrity of the content like this, mm -hmm. as opposed to just eating funky flavored, funky colored food for the sake of it. It's quite a futile existence. It comes back to fulfillment again. It's not. I walk away from recording these episodes with feeling fulfilled because it's good fun, because we talk about interesting stuff or whatever, because it's nice, because we've got a good rapport or whatever. If I was just filming myself eating silly squid or whatever, I don't even watch this guy, I don't know, <laughs> shit like that or whatever. You walk away thinking, what am I doing with my life? I don't know how old I am, I'm 35, I'm living at my mum's basement, I've got a neck beard, I sleep alone. Like, what am I doing? It's not for me. Not he for doesn't me. sleep alone. He has a boyfriend, okay? So don't judge. Okay, and they eat together, okay? And okay, so a way to alienate the Saudi Arabian listener <laughs> that we've got. Well, that's like that. The whole thing is they have like this on screen sort of dramas and arguments and that kind of stuff whilst eating and sort of slap each other and shout at each other. It's, <laughs> it's all strange. Like they're just eating, they just eat, eat, and eat. I'm worried for them. I am worried for them. I'm also worried about what's happening to this generation. Why, oh, why are we saying, oh, being famous is good. Just strive for that. Because yeah. I guess the alternative is just doing a, a job like everyone else. And that seems like sort of the boring option. And so we go, oh, no, I, want, I want the glitz and glamour. I want Love Island. I want TikTok fame. And it's like maybe getting a nine to five is just the right thing for some people to do. Maybe that is the most fulfilling thing to do. I'd say so. I mean, I talk about wanting fame or whatever. Yeah, obviously. With a violent, I couldn't imagine myself on there in a million years. Why did it become fashionable to act dumb? Because they do on there and I watch it and I get invested Ooh. in it and I talk about it with my friends. Not last year, though. You got a fan page for it. I don't know what I was doing last year, but the years before that, I used to watch and get invested in whether, and they hardly ever last. I think about two or three of them have, and it's been on about five or six seasons or whatever, but I get invested in it. 
But why would you want to be on there? What, and it's, I remember there's there's one couple that stand out to me. Have you ever watched it? The Wild I've watched a couple of them. Yeah, you, you've, you've dabbled. Yeah. Um, I think it was 20, 2019 and there was Curtis and Amy on there. Oh yeah. And they were, I want to say, they're like mid twenties or whatever. And she was actually quite clever, and he wasn't. And there was just this moment that stands out to me where they're in a hot tub on national television, having met each other about a week ago, and he goes, "Do you want to be my half girlfriend?" why are we watching this like i watch it to scoff at it to laugh at it i don't watch it thinking they've got potential or they'd be cute together or whatever i don't get invested in that i watch it just to be like this is bizarre i watch it for the drama which is obviously fabricated to a large extent that's what i watch it for but i would never want to put myself in that situation where i'm just putting myself on tv to be sneered at by the general viewing public for the sake of a brand deal with a supplement company or whatever they're advertising for but now. This is the thing now. It, seemed, it seems fine. like a platform, like a stepping stone. Like once I've been on Love Island, I can now go and have a career on social media. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So your career is now on Instagram exclusively. Brilliant. And I get that, yes, that some people do go beyond that. And Molly May has managed to break through that. Well done. Well done to her. Okay, she has. But at the same time, most of them don't. Is again back to that sort of cyclical thing of a trend hits and then it flops afterwards, that kind of thing. Like people are well known and then they have that 15 minutes and it just everyone falls off a cliff. And we are now living in a society where everyone is going to have that 15 minutes of fame, like not even not necessarily fame, but they're going to have their 15 minutes. And it might be a tweet doing well, a TikTok doing well, a video doing well. Sea shanty, they had them in it, and the sun yeah. Sea shanty. <laughs> that really Why? was fifteen minutes, actually. Some, yeah, listen yeah, to it three times that song, and then that's it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah. it's another one of those trends it's... where it's like it's. I, I feel bad for the people. I really, I genuinely feel bad for those people because psychologically, if you think, "Oh, this is it. I've made it. I've made it." I've, oh no, no. Yeah. A week later, it's sort of dead and, and dead and buried. It's difficult. That's a, a huge high followed by a huge low. And you, feel, yeah. and you feel like it's been played out in public if people are sort of saying, you fell off and that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like producers are missing a trick with reality shows, let's say like Love Island and competitions like that, because they'd be much more entertaining to watch if you've got normal people in there. I'm not saying that abnormal people go on there, but it's people that all look a certain way, you know, six pack and this and that or whatever, you know, nice body. I don't know what, what men look for in women, but it's usually that, whatever's on Love Island, I don't know, nice teeth. Yeah. Good personality is that what you look for? Blue hair. What you're saying yeah. is get me on there and let's see how, let's see how people, people on there. Get people a bit older on there. Get Barry 54 from Glamorgan on there. And he's that a would be good. Him hitting on a 23-year-old. Imagine that. Well, imagine. And that is inherently more interesting to oh, me than right. having these picture-perfect people on there that are just striving for a career. Barry's, he's, imagine. Barry's okay. Barry's got a wife at home. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine the backlash on Twitter. Imagine that. That would yeah. be great. But oh. if, he, if he went in there and he was like, yeah, I think Brexit's a great idea and I think we should send all these immigrants to Rwanda or whatever, that is so much more interesting to watch than somebody going in there and going, is Spain a country or a city? And I've heard it before and I've heard it before at school. Girls go through a phase of that. Boys sometimes play up to it as well. Like, that's okay. It's fun at that age. Not when you're 21, 22, 23 on, on national television. I can see straight through it. We all can. Get yeah. normal people in there, normal jobs, not wanting a career out of it, just wanting, you know, a bit of time in the sun, a bit of time on TV. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Like, not a career out of it. 
just going on there for a laugh or whatever. Get Wayne Lineker in there. Get him in there. I want to see Wayne Lineker in there with the sort of normal lot (laughs) of Love Islanders. That would be great. I'd actually watch that. Get Wayne Lineker in there and the Ibiza CID. <laughs> they'd have a field day chasing him around there. But yeah, but that even that, that would be interesting. But he's not exactly a normal bloke, is he? Poor oh, Gary having, having to be related to him, Wayne Lineker. But no, get him in there. Get normal people, normal people in there. And it will be a laugh. And it'll be more interesting because there is interest, I think, in banality and normality rather than people being in there, being all fake playing dumb, pretending to be in love just for more screen time or whatever. Get people in there that don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I do think, yeah, because it's coming back soon. It is coming back. Apparently, there's going to be the biggest changes ever. We, maybe we should do like a podcast on it, actually. Just yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine we do a whole podcast on that. Oh, yeah, God. Could be, be done, couldn't it? Could be done. It probably could be done, to be fair. But yeah, I, I would like to see them shake things up in that. Just like, just make them more inclusive, guys. You know, I'm all for it. Let's let's have an all-female one. Let's have, an all, let's have a feminist show. Why not? Let's just have a feminist show. Just, would you watch that? I'd watch it, yeah. Let's have you a feminist... It. Curtains closed. Curtains closed. Yeah. <laughs> let's just all have, let's just have a female show. Dirty dog. And it's maybe, a bit like, I... maybe they're all lesbians in this one. Maybe they're all lesbians. <laughs> maybe they're all disabled. Imagine that. A disabled Love yeah. Island. I'd love that. I've always said I'd love that. That'd be great. Yeah, not just for the sake of uh, inclusivity or whatever. If they're, they're going to be interesting. As long as they're normal, just normal, bog-standard people that you'd find down the pub. I want somebody in there that could have had a football career if it wasn't for the knee injury. Yeah, I want somebody me. in there that's pathologically addicted to Tetley's Bitter or Heroin. whatever. You know, I want oh, these people. Right. I want people, yeah. people in there lacking teeth. People in there that can't go two minutes without a fag. Drug addict. People in there. Yeah. Just out of prison. Somebody in there just out of prison. Somebody in there that's a bog-standard office job get them in there because there's interest in that get them all i would say office standard office-based drama you know janice from printing is having it off noshing off steve <laughs> from hr or whatever but she's got a husband that stuff is much more interesting the office stuff than the love island stuff and that clip does come to mind where it's that scouse girl that's pretending to not know what brexit is or whatever like there's no in- there's no entertainment in that not many people are sitting at home laughing going haha that's funny because i think everybody can see through that yeah, they should put families in there let's let's mix it up let's have families in like the villas <laughs> going at it and maybe we could have like rival families as opposed to it just being like you know people from yeah they had twins on didn't they recently why not just an entire family on instead let's just see how that plays <laughs> out let's just see i'm not saying incest what i mean is they get with other families that's what i'm saying It'd be illegal like, wouldn't it of course, be illegal. it would be illegal. But they even do some even like there. poolside drama on a bog standard family holiday for two weeks or whatever in Benidorm is more interesting than what goes down in Love Island. So I say, all right, like get, get stuff like that in there. Get, I just want a bit of authenticity is the word that I've been kind of searching for throughout this conversation. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want them having a full English, not smoothies. So you are open to disabled people being on Love Island. I just don't want you to rule them out because it's, it's got to be inclusive. I'd have uh, if 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 they apply and if they're then normal's an interesting word, isn't it? If, if they're if yeah yeah get them in get, get them in. I don't know why not. I don't know. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to it. Would I? Sounds like you hesitated there. There wasn't it wasn't a flat out yes. I'm all for it, and you're sort of going. Oh, I don't know. If we were the producer of the show, this would be hanging on an edge. Uh, what is it? A knife edge? Is that what they say? Knife edge. Yeah. Knife this would be hanging on a knife edge. Yes or no? What are they all disabled? Either they could be all disabled or a couple of disabled people. Yeah, I wouldn't rule that out. Get them in there. Get the you want you seem to be more fixated on the lesbians being in there though. I think that's some kind of dream you've had, isn't it? 
No, I'm fixated on the salespeople being there because there's yet 12. to be a salesperson in Love Island. And this is a thing. You could make it accessible. Like you could put ramps in if, if they're in a wheelchair or whatever. Yeah. Like you could. Wouldn't that be a great thing for Love Island? Imagine that's a statement on the show. That would be fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's helpful to know that they, you know, do exist and that role models, you know, if you're just helpful. You're watching I didn't know that before watching Love Island. It's helpful to know that salespeople be. exist. Thanks, well, Love Island, for educating easy. me. It's easy to forget when you don't get out much, like you don't, but they do, Ooh, they're out there. They're, 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 no, but they're out there. I think you'd have to be a bit of a bastard, though, to say no to that, obviously. Um, no. But they, I don't think they've even treat, engaged treat people on there, equal. so we'll take it one step at a time. I mean, I remember back not, not long ago, I think they had like, you know, like one black person on there, and they've got better at that more recently. Good. But I mean, <laughs> it's like in sex education. It was a great you know scene with the disabled guy in there. That yeah. did wonders. That did wonders for society. Society evolved since that scene because we all understand now intimacy around that particular topic. And I yeah, thought it was really I good. Mean, I want to see that in Love Island. Easier for um, shows like Sex Education, which I haven't seen, but I've seen like the most notable kind of storylines in that. It's they do go, they bang the inclusivity drum a lot, and I quite like that. And there's something that happens on a bus in there, wasn't there? Somebody got sexually assaulted on a bus or something they like did. that. And it's important for people that have also been sexually assaulted on a bus or otherwise to see that that has happened to other people as well, because they might not, you know, it helps them coming forward and talking about it and normalising that experience, not necessarily not normalizing, doing sexually it. assaulting. I'm sure what it's got to do with fame, though. But there is <laughs> social media, it's all linked in. We'll tie it back. No, but I think it'll be great. I, I want a more inclusive Love Island. I think it's my top priority if I was, you know, in charge of the country. That's That'll be my top priority. Let's have... A lesbian one, disabled one. No, maybe let's just have an LGBTQ plus one. They should at least, in all seriousness, put plus size, uh, at least one or two, maybe three, plus size people in there. Because I think that's that would go a long way to alleviating people's stigma around plus size people. Well, what makes me laugh about that is they will put somebody in there that doesn't have a six pack. That's got like a normal body, and then they'll go dad bod. Yeah, dad bod. The, we've ticked that box. We are inclusive <laughs> because he doesn't have a six pack. Okay, he loves a beer. Some people prefer a dad bod over a six pack. It's quite like popular me, nowadays. It's quite popular. I realise that phrasing it like that makes me sound like I prefer one, which I don't. It does so just e- ease off. Ease now off it makes you sound one. like you hate people with dad bods. Everybody's which, got a preference, though. That pause tells us that's a yes. Not- they're not one to date my dad. Although sometimes I do. <laughs> Nobody my, said it did. <laughs> my Tinder did. settings. You brought that up. My Tinder age settings to like 50 to see what what, what people on there are saying. Because I think old people are interesting. Get those people in Love Island. People that are still on Tinder at the age of 50. Mm-hmm. I feel like they need that. They need that. It's very interesting going through that. The amount of married men that are on gay Tinder is, is astounding. I'll leave it at that. Do you like getting compliments from old men? No, I don't. I don't. I never swipe right. It's like going to a zoo for me. And I just look <clears> from <throat> afar. Look from afar. That's a nice way to describe it. And go like, oh, that's interesting. And I've never seen that before. And well, maybe seen a bit more than I wanted there. Ooh, they're eating their own feces. As you do at the zoo. As you do at the zoo. Wow, they're salivating. That's interesting. Yeah. And then you just swipe left and move on. Move on. Next cage. Next cage or whatever. Next cage. Very interesting. Very eye-opening, I think, is the word. It it, it shows me what I don't want at that age. I don't what, you don't, what you don't want to be at that age. Because no one wants Good. to be that at that age. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, you can... I don't think there's anything wrong with having to find a relationship at that age. If your relationship's broken down, it's not ideal. 
I feel but, weird to Odo, whatever. Not, but it's not their fault that their husband or wife has died, is it? And I wouldn't. It's not. Well, sometimes it is if they've killed them. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. Think, <laughs> think. Come on, that is quite true. If I think, them. I agree that you don't want to be on Tinder at that age. I don't think though. I think something about being on Tinder. That I'm sort of like, oh no, I want one morning on Tinder. If if a relationship broke up at that age, uh, in your fifties, and you have to start fresh again, it might might be for the better. It might be for the better, you know. But I just yeah, I don't just, know about being on Tinder at that age, like swiping through twenty year olds. Ugh. Yeah, it just it feels a bit smutty, doesn't it? Being on there for some reason, I'm not sure. Not sure why. That's because of um, what you get up to on there. Maybe it is, but I'm <laughs> young, dumb, and full of <laughs> wow. full of wild ideas, full of wild ideas and fantasies, and got the world at my feet and 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 whatnot. But being mm. there on at fifty or whatever, I don't know. Grow up, grow up. Get yourself on plenty. Get yourself on plentyoffish.com or match.com or match.com. That's the one for you. What was the one for people wanting an affair as well? Do you remember when that came out? That's quite funny, wasn't it? Uh, what was that? AshleyMadison.com. Oh, that one, yeah. You know it. And they had, they had the data leak. Never been married, so never had an affair. Oh, uh, tick that box off. Take that box off later. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, get on one of those more mature websites, please. One that asks you like what, what your favorite like food is. Like, you don't really get that on Tinder, do you? But on mm. on those websites, I bet there's like an option like if you were to cook a meal for a date, what would you cook or whatever? Spag bowl beans on toast steak and chips steak and, and chips, chips really Put pepper sauce oh no not there. pepper sauce no, no we have digressed from the, from the top. we have we have quite significantly but that's fine like that's what happens that's what happens when you get you know sucked into social media you get distracted so you start talking about other things short attention span isn't exactly. it are you worried about that, that short attention span because i i think it is an interesting topic i know i've started editing my youtube videos mm-hmm. differently in order to play to people's attention spans now because they're so much yeah. shorter. Do you worry about that in yourself? Well, I've got ADHD, so I mean, for me, it's, it's always been quite the norm, to be fair. I haven't seen I haven't noticed it getting shorter. I've always found myself drifting off in conversations or, or whatever, not listening to what the other person's saying, interrupting. Maybe I'm just an arsehole. Um, maybe that that's what ADHD option. stands for. Maybe yeah. it stands for arsehole. I'm not actually it's sure. not ADHD, uh, actually. It's just, <laughs> it's just you, actually. It's just you. No, it's I've... I've I've been diagnosed. I don't. It's well, interesting, isn't it? And you can you can get quite political in the sense that oh, people's do. attention spans say on Twitter or Facebook, where say you're sharing an article or whatever, but instead of having to click on the article to read it, you can look at this 280 word summary that somebody's put on. Is it word or character? Isn't even short. Mm-hmm. 280 yeah. character summary on Twitter. So you don't actually need to read the article, but reading the article will provide the context. So I mean, that's quite worrying, isn't it? That people can't bring themselves to click on and on Twitter now. If you try and share an article that you haven't read, it comes up with a little little uh, warning. Have you seen? Would you like to read this article before sharing it? Because they know that it's a problem, and it is a problem. I think that that people are looking for that instant gratification. Like we've just discussed Tinder, it's the same with that, isn't it? Like, oh, I've got a I've got a match or whatever. That's kind of the same as going to a club, realizing that somebody's into you and you've been into them. Perfect, but doing that is a lot lot. It's a lot harder than just swiping right on somebody because you like the first couple of pictures that they've put on their profile. Mm. And people's kind of need for that gratification is getting shorter. And it's something that I've noticed in, in myself and that, you know, you do reflect upon and you think like, where does it end? You know, where does it end? This need Death. for this instant, instant gratification. Like now it's TikTok. Is something going to come along after TikTok that's even shorter where there's some kind of image that flashes up and it's a meme. It's called tick. Funny, and you just swipe past it. Yeah, none of this talk shit, just tick. But it's kind of like, where does this end? Or is there some kind of rebound effect where people actually actively seek out context and content that's there's a bit more meat on the bone 
or whatever. And you, will, you, will we find people in a few years' time watching YouTube videos that are 20 minutes long, that are 25 minutes long instead of that 10 minutes long? I don't think so. No, I think I think we are going to get to a point where it is going to be like short form content is going to be the way. I mean, there's still be people watching 10 minute videos, no doubt about that, but you're going to have to structure them a bit differently. Probably going to have to be more about story, that kind of thing, to try and lure people in. But I do think it is a bit concerning, the whole sort of attention span thing, because it is sort of quite noticeable how much it's changed. And the thing that you mentioned there about people not looking at the headlines, uh, only reading the headlines, but not looking at the articles, is such a big thing. I mean, you look at what Politics for All did on Twitter and how they managed to gain a following. I mean, I can't believe that was only like at the start of the year, I think they got rid of the account. Yeah. But, I mean, the way that they just were able to like manipulate headlines into getting likes and retweets was just, it just summed up social media, really. Like, some of the stuff was correct. Some of it was sensationalised. Some of it was just not really accurate at all. And they were just able to use people's um, outrage and attention just to bump up their, their own accounts. Mad. Yeah, they were like, aggregating news from various kind of sources, I mean, just newspapers, but under the guise of being like independent and non-biased or whatever. But what they would do is they take like the meatiest kind of juiciest quote out of the article, strip it of context, and then put it in a tweet that was really clickbaity. And I think that did sum up the success. That account was widely successful as well. It wasn't some niche account, was it? And even if people didn't actually follow it, you'd always see people quote tweeting it because they'd tweet these inflammatory quotes. And then people would jump on that. Once again, I think to signal which side of the political spectrum they fell on, either side, I'm not coming for one side over the other, but that's what people would do. So then people could be like, oh, look at me, I'm so right wing, I'm so left wing, like this is disgusting or whatever, because this inflammatory content that they were churning out would get these interactions, which is, is, it's wrong, but once it's one of those things, isn't it? Where once you go down that path, it's very hard to go back. It's very hard to encourage somebody when they've just got this content at their fingertips and they don't need to read the article. They can just offer their opinion on it, just reading the headline. It's very hard to reverse that process and to stop people go stop, look, and think. It's hard to go back after that, isn't it? Especially with the busy lives that people lead now like spinning all these plates or whatever people that are not necessarily interested in politics and things like that might not actually be that bothered about about reading the article itself they're more bothered about having this tweet on their profile so that people know that they think this or they think that yeah it's, it's this whole sort of projecting like who you are as a person or what you want to, how you want to be viewed through your social media profile like to your friends it's weird how that's become a thing and that's why i think like this whole idea of like the metaverse and that kind of thing. Um, people say, oh, I would never be involved in the metaverse, uh, a digital world, that kind of thing. You're kind of in one already with social media. Like you're not immersed in it, but you're sort of in it. Like you're looking at it. And when you're looking at your screen, you're not seeing anything in the periphery because your eyes are just focused on the screen. So you're almost immersed in this digital world already. And so it's mm. just the next step to then cover everything else to get rid of the periphery and turn that into a digital periphery. You know, there's lots of things where I just think it's sort of inevitable, really, that we're heading towards this sort of, like, we're already in this digital world. It's just going to become more so. But that's a really weird thought as well. Yeah, I think it's interesting as well, especially as somebody that you probably would lend, say, more attention or thought to that sort of stuff than, say, you would. I think I would look at my Instagram profile and go, I have this picture first on the swipe along so that you know because that looks good there whatever have been known to have a second account where what i do is i upload that picture before just to check on the grid what it looks like just to make oh, sure it all goes that. together or whatever Ooh. yeah do do that I, I admit that I'm, I'm not the only person to do that 
So you've got friends. Oh, I'm sure you're not. As well. I'm sure lots of people. Which doesn't do. make it doesn't make it any less wrong or any less superficial. But it's not a me. It's not me being the outlying case or whatever. Like that is the thing that people do, and things like that. Even down to the way you type and things like that. If you, you know, actually you don't put thought into it, but if you did, you'd think, oh, I, you know, if I type this way or if I put this picture on my Tinder profile first, then people will think that we said it with a Tinder swindler, didn't we? Where we were like. You know, one of the women on the Tinder window said, like, I need a picture on there to prove that I've got friends or whatever. Because obviously, if you only have pictures on your Tinder profile by yourself, people aren't going to think that you have friends. Like, it's signaling, not that you have friends, but I've got these friends and they're on my profile. And I've got so many friends and I do this and I go out because people can't be trusted to assume that people actually do normal things away from social media. They need to show it. They need to have their profile full of pictures of them and their friends just to prove that they're out doing this stuff. Because just doing it, isn't enough just going out for brunch isn't enough i've got to put it on my story so that my 300 400 500 followers can see that that's a very interesting way of, of leading your kind of life because if you look at people putting that content on you've got to think why why are they doing it because some people will do it because they enjoy putting that content on and they use it as some kind of scrapbook or whatever and it's nice to have these memories to look back on for yourself which is another which is a valid viewpoint, I would say. As a valid viewpoint to have. But is Some it actually true? Do it, or is that but... just what people say? Well, it's what I say. It's what I say. It's true. I think that's, that's true. It's nice to have that on there. It's a digital scrapbook for me. But some people that's just not I don't know if that's true though. You'd use it for but more than just a digital scrapbook, but like you message people on that app, don't you? Yeah, but I'm not putting content on there for them. Like when I think about why I'm putting stuff on there, I'm putting it on there for me in terms of what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, I mean, that whole sort of, like, looking at, like, how it's going to look on my Instagram page, I've never, that thought's never even cropped into my mind. I, I assume people did it. I knew people look at how things look on their Instagram page because people want, sometimes people use the same filters or, like, the same sort of, there was a time where people used to have, like, a, a white border around. Like a white border uh, around. Yeah, that kind of thing. I never understood that, to be honest with you. Are, are you concerned, though, like, this whole surface level superficial values about like you know those kind of things that just don't really mean anything just don't, they don't mean anything because nobody really cares i'm not a, you know about the aesthetic stuff mm. and about the oh you can tell a lot about somebody from the instagram profile or whatever i'm less bothered about that and i'm more bothered about the gratification stuff so i'm more bothered about if i find myself thinking what i need to do today is take a selfie and put it on my story I'm more bothered about why am I thinking that it's the gratification stuff for me because that is that's risky, isn't it? Because you're lacking you something that? within. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. regularly, recently. Yeah. Oh, All how recent? Re- how recent is recent? But that's you know, weird. when somebody, I'm not the, and I'm not the only person that puts a selfie on my story. But when when people do that, why are they doing that? Are they doing that so X or Y or maybe even nobody in particular responds, but just a few people respond with that reacts or a fire reacts or whatever you know things like that like that to me that to me is more of a thought at the forefront of my mind than i care about the aesthetics of my instagram profile because that to me is that's less consequential that's just a nice like i can rest easy at night knowing that that lovely sunset picture looks nice next to that lovely selfie or whatever side profile picture like i don't like that's not harmful but if i'm going out there feeling the need to get that affirmation from other people, it leads you down some very tricky paths, isn't it? Because that affirmation, if you really want it, will always be there if you want it. Because there will always be people out there that like the way you look on that picture or whatever. But why do you need to know that? I, I've, this is, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously so oblivious to how people use Instagram, I think, because I've never once thought I'm going to take a selfie 
because I want people to say something about it. And I've never once had that thought. I, mean, I don't know, maybe it's because I don't rate myself highly enough to want to do that. I don't know. Like, I think you probably have to rate yourself a little bit or like how you look a little bit, whereas I'm just not really that fussed either way. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't use Instagram for that at all. I just, all I put on a story would be if I was like, maybe a nice sunset or, you know, if I'm with a friend, maybe, mm. or if I'm promoting a video, that's probably the main reason why I do it on my, you know, um, my YouTube Instagram. So, yeah, I just, I can't ever imagine, like, doing it for that reason, for, like, the gratification of it. Like, it's just not something that comes into my mind. Like, I'm sure we all do things for gratification, but not from, like, that perspective, like, somebody to say something nice about me. Then I, I can't really relate to that. It's strange to think about that. But it's also, like, people care about followers as well, like, um, or how many likes their video uh, their um, pictures are getting on Instagram, and like you've mentioned before, how people some people post their posts into like group chats in yeah, order to get other people to names. like them. Yeah, no, I won't name any names with that one, my sister, but um, <laughs> <laughs> not technically a name though. Is it not technically a name? But no, but she doesn't do it now. But what she used to do is they'd have these group chats full of people that you don't know, and you just put your photo in there, and everybody like a swarm of. 300 random people will go and like it like they're not bots like these are actual which makes it even sadder because they're people that have joined this group to actual real life people with real life hobbies and interests like me and you that are in this group chat for the purpose of liking other people's picture not following them not Mm. talking to them like there's no kind of substantial kind of gain from that it's not like like you know if it's like if you we all have these group chats and online friends are a very real thing and some of the closest friends that i've got i've made online but through having common interests and just chatting with them not through liking their pictures and expecting something to come from that um it's literally yeah, just that about a very... boosting numbers though isn't it that's all it's about yeah. just literally yeah. boosting how i look to other people and therefore also kind of boosting my own self-esteem because i attribute that to the numbers that i get on social media that's literally yeah. it in a nutshell and it's still happening like tiktok yeah. when i go into tiktok again I, I create videos on there i don't really browse but i mm-hmm. get a video that opens up and it will always be something like, go to my live stream and you can get yourself 50 new followers or something like that. Uh, everyone yeah. who comes onto my live stream gets 100 new followers every time. Join my live stream now. Really? Yeah. Like, you're that That's desperate weird. for followers? Like, just build it organically. It's kind of fun. Like, it's kind of fun doing it. I enjoy being at zero on an account because it's like, oh, this is the yeah. climb. If I'm trying to achieve something, then it's not whole Well, at the start of, of, start of this academic year, I went through this kind of phase of being like, Going down, I, I think I had about 900 followers on Instagram and I went down and I was like, it's quite, it took a while, I didn't do it all at once. Went down, I was like, do I care what you're posting? Do you care what I'm posting? If the answer to either of those questions was no, if I didn't care what they were posting, if they didn't think they cared what I posted, they're gone. Because why would, why would they want to see that? Like, what is the, like, it's like, it's like stripping something down to its purpose. Like, what purpose are you serving? I don't want to see what you're up to. I care about what my friends are up to, obviously. My friends care about what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't care what I'm up to, I don't care what they're up to. You'll be you'll be cut next. <laughs> but like, but if 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 the answer to either one of those questions is no, then you can't answer the question, why am I following them? Unless they're a celebrity that you know. But then again, I'm interested in what they're up to, so that passes the test. And I got rid of about 700, 800 people that I was just like got rid of. And some people take offense to it. I know some that's, people that that's you don't... so weird because people have apps for it as well, and so they, yeah. they can yeah, find it's... out who it is that's unfollowed them, and then they go back and unfollow them because they've got the app that's alerted them, and it's like, oh but god, got even even weirder than that are the people that notice that you've unfollowed them. That's weird because they've got the app. 
but they either refollow, so you haven't got the message there, or they message, why did you unfollow me? I've what never you, I that. don't know. I bet, that is weird. I've met you twice in a smoking area of a club that we frequent on a Friday night. I don't care what you're doing. Maybe there's potential for a friendship there, but we're not there yet. Like maybe we could hit it off a couple of more times in the club or whatever. And then I'd be interested in what you're doing. But right now I'm just not bothered about what you're having for brunch or who you're out with. Or it's interesting. My brain always goes to brunch. Isn't it? Brunch <laughs> obsessed or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not bothered about that. And it's so kind of cleansing to get rid of that and to get rid of the like count on Instagram that you can do now because you who's uploaded the picture can still see how many likes you're getting, but other people can't. And it's telling that before removing that, I cared about how many likes I got. And now I don't. And the only thing that's changed, I can still see the amount of likes. The only thing that's changed is that other people now can't, which shows to me that previously I cared about the amount of likes I was getting because other people could see that. And that's wrong. Yeah. It's a really positive move. That's a massive thing for social media. I mean, obviously, you know, it's clear that a lot of people feel that way because a lot of people have done that that change. I personally haven't just because I've, I've not even, I don't go to the settings. I haven't found the setting or anything like that. Um, but also, I'm not really that fussed either about yeah, I mean that, that kind of thing. And so, but I do applaud people that have done that because it's good. It's the right thing to do. Like if that's something that clearly like grates on you or is in the back of your mind or you think about it to any sort of degree, you should do that. Like yeah. it's the right thing to do. I think what it is is taking control of what you post. Because you're not thinking, oh, I'll post this picture. Oh, no, I won't because not enough people you post it. Like, if it's not a picture of you and it's a picture of that you really like that you've taken on holiday or whatever, and you think, oh, it's not got me in, so not that many people will engage with it because that's the way it seems to work on Instagram. I mean, mm. Taking control of the amount of, of seeing who can see the amount of likes means that you're more likely to post that because you like it, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be, I'm not going to post it. I like it, but I'm not going to post it because the people won't like it. And also ridiculous things like stuff that i used to do that i know that people do as well they're like what is the best time to post on instagram on a wednesday or whatever it's like 5 p.m stick it on there at five and you're waiting you're like oh it's, you know you look at your phone it's, oh, it's half past four i won't post yet too early oh shit it's half past five i've missed it like you look back at that now and i say this time last year i did that ridiculous a grown man doing that ridiculous and i won't go so far as to delete the account completely because i like being on there i like seeing what the people are up to because it's nice to see what people that you actually care about are doing and are up to. And it's a nice way of staying in touch, starting conversation, whatever. But that's the, the, the counting the likes and the uploading at tactical times that a lot of people do, that I used to do myself. It is uh, crazy. It's genuinely mental. How can I optimise like a... the amount of likes I'm getting? It yeah. matters what time I'm posting at. Ah, trying to come right. up with a funny caption that kind of thing that's why i just end up resulting in just not having a caption a lot of the time like on yeah. my personal account I just don't bother with captions because like who cares yeah no something i don't I'm not i started that trend that. i started that trend everyone questioned you, it then it you a trend. ride you ride that wave i started yeah. the mullet the mullet renaissance wow. i started you started the no caption trend and that's mm-hmm. why we're here today chewing the fat on social media <laughs> trends and fame and whatnot because that is what we know most about as two experts on the topic i think we've got through a lot of good stuff there i'm happy about what we've done you know um we need various versions of love island we need to change the way in which we operate with social media and famous people they're just like us guys that's what we're saying we're not slightly more weird (laughs) probably madonna definitely well that's amazing definitely she comes to mind she comes to mind she won't be watching she might be never know yeah. I like Madonna. Bit weird, isn't she? Bit weird. She's had a lot of work done. Well, let's not go. She likes sleep. She likes her laying in milk baths. Is that what she does? She does. 
She loves if you could bathe in one substance, what would it be besides water? Good question. I often think about this. I would probably go for dark fruits. I think <laughs> I go for like a fruity based drink because you come out smelling quite nice as well. Fruity based alcoholic drink. Yeah, I mean, you Maybe could have a little sip whilst you're in there. You don't have to take one in with you. Whoa, crack open Absolutely. a can. No need. What about Make you? It up. Sweet chili sauce, hands down. You, you knew. Sweet it. chili sauce. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. It might tingle down there, though. It's it quite would. spicy, isn't it? It might tingle. Yeah, like that, um, that lime shower gel that you can get that tingles down there. <laughs> it might be like that. I'll come back next week, and the first question, your opening question, your opening gambit I want from you is, did that sweet chili sauce tingle when you smeared it on your balls? Because I will be sweet doing that. Sweet chili sauce. I'll be I doing that. that in a bath. But no, I just... Have a lit yeah, sticky as well. Like, oh god! No, no, it'd be fine. You could no. wash it off after. Just bathe in it for a bit. You have to wash your hair with it. You have to wash your hair with it. You, you love a bath. Okay. You don't, don't know what you get up to in them. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Takes a while. Takes a while. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for watching and listening to this podcast. We really appreciate you dropping a like and hitting the subscribe button. Now over two hundred and fifty subscribers. Now good to yeah. see. If you want to help us hit 500, then go ahead, click that button. Follow us as well on Spotify and do all that. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Cheers. See you next week.